already said, bless that wonderful name of Jesus, you know, and that's what we're here to do, and that is to bless the name of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. We can rejoice and be glad in it. Certainly, we thank and praise God for each of you that are tuning in right now, and for those that will be tuning in later. We thank God for his goodness. We thank God for his grace and what the Lord is doing and what he is going to do. I want to welcome you to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m. You can find us on KKLA. That is 99.5 on your radio dial. And if you're not in the Los Angeles Basin, Southern California, then you can also find us on KKLA.com for the live radio stream. Certainly the word of God is unequivocal. There's no equal to it. We're celebrating this year of Jubilee and giving God praise. And as we are pressing our way and walking in the spirit of excellence, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. At this time, we're going to go before the Lord in a word of prayer and follow by our opening scripture. Father, in the name of Jesus, we, we honor you, Lord God, for your grace and mercy. Lord God, we honor you for this day that you have made. Lord God, that we can rejoice in it and be glad. We want to acknowledge you for all that you have done. We want to acknowledge you for that which you are doing. Lord God, I pray against foolishness. I pray against that which does not make sense. Lord God, that the eyes of those listening as well as the hearts and ears, Lord God, that if it does not make sense to leave it alone, Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless your people with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Lord God, help us, Lord. Lord, to govern our ways, our actions, our thoughts according to your word. Lord Jesus, we need you. We need your help. Lord God, in a time of chaos and confusion, we know it's been authored by the devil. Lord, but we know your will is at work. We know that everything must line up with your will. Lord God, and in this season, Lord God, that we're in this temporary time, Lord God, we pray and ask that you would help us. We need your help. Lord God, we need your help to live safe. We need your help to keep the vows that we've made to you. We need your help, Lord God, that we don't get caught up in the agendas that do not line up with your word. Lord God, you said for us to be holy as you are holy and without holiness, no man shall see you. Lord God, we want to see you and we want to see your face in peace. Lord God, and so we pray and ask for your help. Lord God, those that are tearing for the Holy Ghost, Lord Jesus, that you would fill them. Lord God, those that say they have the Holy Ghost, Lord God, as you did with the apostles, fill us again. Lord Jesus, help us, Lord. Lord Jesus, solidify, fortify, 
O Lord God, to be steadfast and unmovable in these last and evil days. Lord God, we pray and ask, Lord, that your word stir up the hearts of, the, of those listening, Lord God, with near and far those that are under the roof right now. Lord God, stir up, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Those that are being reached out to, that are being witnessed to face to face, those that are being handed uh, tracts and invitations, Lord God, near and far, Lord Jesus, stir their minds up, Lord, to seek after you. Lord, stir up the backslider. Lord, that they come back and repent of the works that they had left from doing and those that had never started the work to pick up and do their first works over. Lord Jesus, those that didn't start to begin, Lord Jesus, and to uh, walk in the calling in which you have for them, whether it be the gift of helps, whether it be, uh, Lord God, uh, healing, interpretations, Lord God, use your people, Lord. We know that signs and wonders are for unbelievers. Lord Jesus, you've established that. Lord, and we thank you right now for those signs. We thank you, Lord God, Lord Jesus, for the things that you're doing, Lord God. And we walk with expectations of what you are going to do, even in this hour, in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, as we seek to give you praise, to give you glory and honor, to lift you up, Lord God, help us. Help us, Lord God, to magnify you even the more. We'll continue to give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise ye the Lord. Praise, praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him with the ferments of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpets. Praise him with the, with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timber on dance. Praise him with the string instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the word. And the Bible says, on those days that believe, continue daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily as such should be saved. And in those days, the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Mighty God, there was a great move of God and the moving of his spirit because the hearts and minds of the people were stirred up. They feared God. They didn't feel like they was doing God a favor. And so there is a difference in that day and this day. But certainly we're going to go forward and, and, and we're going to fear the Lord and we're going to honor him. Amen. And so as we go forward, let Mighty God, this is the day that the Lord has made and we can rejoice and be glad in it. You know, we've been uh, in a consecration and that consecration came to an end at 1800. 
um, on Friday afternoon, and certainly uh, God has met us in that consecration during that time. And so uh, we just want to acknowledge him and acknowledge what he has done. You know, towards the end of the consecration, I became very sick. It didn't stop me from consecrating, but it let me know I was on the right path. You know, when you, if you doing something, if you're doing what's right, you're going you're gonna to face some opposition. Hold on. You're going to face some opposition in what you're doing. And so don't think that opposition is, is not normal. It is. It's normal. The Bible said if you, go, if you live godly, you're going to suffer some persecution. If you do what's right, the enemy's going to come against you. I'm not talking about that stupid stuff that we see on TV. And, and I'm, I'm just candid about a lot of things. No, I'm not talking about that stupid stuff that we see on TV, you know, in, in the name of, well, if you, if, you, if you go to another level, you know, you're going to meet another devil. No, you, let's, let's, let's call it what it is. Let's be real. We're talking about your soul salvation. Why is it that you don't want to be real when you talk about eternity? Why we want to sugarcoat and play with stuff and, you know, and, and all of that. I'm, I'm not going to stay there. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, that we have to keep it real and we have to do what is right. And righteousness is based upon what God has to say. Not your opinion, not man's opinion. Well, you know, uh, that celebrity said, God is not through with me yet. And uh, no, well, I'm sorry. You don't know that. You don't know and understand uh, you're not that celebrity. To, you're not that person. And you don't know if they even got it right. When God tells us to do something, he, is, uh, he expects it to be done. All right, I'm going on. Listen. <laughs> Where this is the first Sunday, we're going to go forward and, and um, as this particular song is playing in communion and as we worship God, you know, my heart is stirred. There's a lot of things that is going on, but I'm entertaining. I, I'm entertaining the good things of, of what God is doing. And, and so I want to encourage your heart as well. And, you know, as we uh, seek the Lord, as we seek him, and I feel led to offer up a, a special prayer uh, this morning. And so right after this, uh, this song, we're going to have a prayer, then we're going to go into the word of God. Uh, it is a busy schedule today. Uh, it's a busy schedule. Well, I'm thinking about it on the 15th of May, double duty. So I expect Cornerstone to be there. Uh, that is the 15th of May at 1130, uh, double duty, which is the uh, church anniversary of the church that I actually grew up in and, um, and where the ministry was birthed under the tutelage of Overseer Blanche Irvin. And so um, we're going to, at this time, we're gonna partake in this as we worship unto the Lord, and then we're gonna go into the word of God and um, and so pray for us. That's what we're praying for you. We're gonna we're gonna go into this, and then we're gonna go into that prayer. 
All right, and so um, hold on.
where you want to be. We want to be in his presence. The Bible said in his presence is the fullness of joy. Hallelujah. We want to be in your presence, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We want to be in your presence. We want to dwell in your house. Thank you, Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. You want to dwell in his presence. There's no better place. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, while the, the Bible said that when the water was troubled, a certain season, the angel of the Lord would come down and he would trouble the water. And the first one that would enter into it would receive their healing. They would receive what they requested of the Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. But the water is troubled. You know, and there is a need that I see. You know, there, there's something about when God puts something on your heart and he presses it. Sometimes he presses and, and I wind up going to another church to, to minister or sometimes just to be there, to be an encouragement or just to be there to give and participate to, uh, in what they're doing. Just to go. And so this morning, I feel pressed to bless the people of God. And so uh, you may have your purse next to you. Ladies, get your purse in your hand. If you don't have your purse, uh, you know, or put your hand on your pocket. If, you know, gentlemen, your wallets and, you know. And so uh, I know that there has been some struggles. Well, I'm going to put it a better way. God knows that there has been some struggles. He has better insight than, than I do. And, and so I want to pray this morning this, this prayer that, that, that is going to remove enlighten. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We want to remove some fear of stepping out and going forward and, you know, getting outside the the box, the norm that we do things, the way we do them and how we carry on because of fear. That there's no fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear. So God didn't give that to us. It came from someplace else. And so with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, as they embrace their purses, their wallets, as they think about their situations right now, I pray and ask, Lord God, that you would touch I pray and ask, Lord Jesus, that you would move by your spirit, Lord God, that you would send the increase. Lord Jesus, you know the faithfulness. Lord God, you know the concerns. You know, Lord God, the support that, that has been given uh, in the ministry, Lord Jesus. I pray and ask that you would bless them. Lord Jesus, that you would send an increase right now, Savior. Lord, let them not feel the loss of, Lord Jesus, Lord God, and the concerns that that they have, Lord, I pray that it turns to peace and comfort right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, bless your holy name, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would send your favor, Lord God. Lord Jesus, and Lord God, and as you open doors of opportunities, Lord God, Lord Jesus, and some that you may close, 
Lord, to keep us in the right direction. I pray and ask that you would bless your people with the a mindset, oh Lord God, that uh, and to recognize the moving of your spirit. Lord God, we thank you right now, Lord. Oh, bless your name, Savior. Lord God, we give you glory and honor. Lord Jesus, and we're going to testify and tell of your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, ask the Lord bless. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I, I know this for myself, his ability. There was some years ago that I went to my overseer, as I said on the executive, as I said on the board of, of bishops and overseers, and I went to the, the chief executive overseer, and I asked them to lay hands on something that I wanted to, to be blessed. And they did that. That was over 10 years ago, excuse me, 12 years ago. And to this day, it didn't dry up. To this day, I'm still a recipient of that blessing. I just passed that blessing on to you. Bless your Lord. So you our recipient now of what was given to me and now has been passed on to you. Bless your name, Jesus. All you have to do is be wise in what you do. All you have to do is just go on and be fearless. No, go ahead, be fearless, be fearless. Yes, mm-hmm, fearless, fearless about the things that you wanna do and accomplish the things, the goals that you have, because God is concerned about our natural goals as well as our spiritual goals. Uh, too often we're, con uh, we, we, oh my God, thank you, Lord. Too often, <laughs> whoo, bless your name, Jesus. Too often we, we're so caught up in, uh, you know, the, the, I, I'm, on, I'm trying to be spiritual and actually we, we make, we, we blow on it because God didn't call us to be all of that. We're so spiritual and the Bible plainly says first come the natural, then the spiritual. So there is a sinking of everything. And he said, I would that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospered. That's why I don't mind. Well, I do mind. Let me put it a different. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> I understand when I'm struggling with something, when there's a fight going on, when there is a battle uh, occurring. God is, uh, you know, sometimes uh, the Bible said the kingdom of heaven suffers violent and the violent take it by force. And so you have to press past those things. You have to fight and not uh, give in. And so, all right, we'll come back to that on uh, another time. We're gonna go on into the word of, of God and we'll come back to that conversation another time, but walk in the blessedness. Yes, I, I'm, I'm not making a, a, a statement in, um, 
And um, yeah, uh, uh, that's not a, um, what's the, I'm looking for the right Catholicism. That's not a, when I say walk in blessedness, I'm not making a, a statement in Catholicism. I'm talking about the blessedness that God has placed upon you. And it has nothing to do with the, uh, the Nicene court and what they established back then. We're talking about what God has established. And that's the only thing that's going to matter uh, is what God has established as we're about to see. In the book of Revelation, the 20th chapter, and we went there about a week ago and on Tuesday, just kind of recap those things that we talked about. But by uh, no means did we have we exhausted the book of Revelation. We've just scratched the surface because it's a blessing to read it. Bible tell us that it is a blessing. And so in the book of Revelation, the fourth, uh, the beginning at the fourth verse, it says, and I saw thrones, I saw thrones and they sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God and which had not worshiped the beast neither his image. Now, let me clarify something here. Uh, there are many that, that receive um, vaccinations. Uh, that's what they were, vaccinations. Did nobody shoot um, a microchip in you? Uh, that is not the mark of the beast, those vaccinations. Those were medicines, um, but not the mark of the beast as I've seen on Instagram and some people making statements because it, first of all, it doesn't line up with what God said is going to happen. And so there are souls of them which were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God and which had not worshiped the beast, neither his image. Now, there's going to be a the, the beast, uh, individual that is um, embodied by Satan, demon possessed uh, by the dragon, that old dragon, that serpent, the devil. And there is going to be his sidekick. There's going to be an image. Now, this image is going to be given life. Uh, this is going to be a lot uh, more monumental than a 3D image and what you see that exists today. You know, uh, you go to Coachella, uh, Coachella, you know, and they have images up of uh, Michael and Tupac and others and and not only that, but and there are other places that you could go and buy your own little uh, 3D image statue that talks to you, you know, that can have a conversation with you. And so they, they've been advertised. But this is more monumental than that, because the Bible said that the that the that this image that is created will have life. Not only will it have life, but it is going to cause those. This is the word of God. Those that are not caught up in First uh, Thessalonians four sixteen, those that are not caught up when the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we which are alive will be caught up in the air to meet the Lord. Those that are not caught up that are here, the Bible said, are going to be made forced to worship. Okay, so and those that don't worship will be cut off, beheaded, uh, you know, killed. Now, there are those that say, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to, 
in that day and time, if I don't make the rapture, I'm going to uh, I'm going to be a martyr. But you're you you're struggling with the things and the cares of this life. You're struggling with, with what you're dealing with right now. How are you going to overcome the influence of a deceiver? When everything is going to be cut increase, the economy is already uh jacked up as it is and so uh, what happens in that day and time when you don't have enough to feed your family you don't have enough to feed yourself you starving uh, under the conditions and the bombardment of the enemy that you say I'm going to resist him but you cannot resist him or you're not resisting him right now when the presence of God is here when the Holy Ghost is currently present. Now, the Antichrist cannot appear until he that allows is moved out of the way. So he that letteth, talking about the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God is in the way and preventing this individual from coming uh, and making this great appearance. So neither had they received the mark in their forehead or on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face? Him. Him. That is singular. Him. That set on it. From whose face the earth and the heavens fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. So there's two books. There's the books, you know, multiple books that were open. And then there is the uh, another book, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things. Those that was small, those that was great, uh, were judged out of those things. You and I are being judged right now. The Bible said judgment must begin at my house. So uh, those that like to say don't judge me and all of God is already passed. Judgment begins at his house. Not based upon the individual, but based upon his word. And those books will be open. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works and the sea I, I'm, I'm going to be buried at sea gave up the dead people that had been enslaved and brought over on ships that never made it here thrown cast into the sea became shark bait those that landed 
in the ocean along the way. But yet they did not have a life with Christ. Will come up. And death. Death. And hell delivered up the dead. So there are some folks in death and hell. This is not purgatory. Purgatory says that I was sometimes disobedient. You know, I was, I was a gangster. And, you know, when I died, I went to purgatory and, you know, remission for my sin. And then I'm going to be all right. I'm going to go ahead and enter into the gates. No, this is not that. You know, I, I got caught in adultery. And while we were doing the do, I had a heart attack and died. Uh, you know, and I went to purgatory because other than that, I was good. And, and you know, and, and I and I other than that, you know, I was OK. And, and I died. And I went to purgatory to pay for that, which I had did. You know, I was a thief and I was stealing and, you know, and doing things and killing folks. And and, and I, you know, but other than that, I was a good person. I, I had people that liked me. But I, I died and, and I went to purgatory. And, you know, and I, I'm, this is not that. The Bible said as a tree fall, that's how it lays. And so you're not going to die and go into a place that uh, you have remission of sin in that moment. The Bible doesn't teach that. Now, remember, the Bible said the books were open and those that was there was being judged from the things that was written in the book. I'm going to take my time with this this morning, if you, if you don't mind. And I, I want someone's soul to be saved. And, and so, mighty God, they were judged according to their works. What have I done? What are you doing? What are you doing? And death and hell was then cast into the lake of fire. And someone said that hell is not burning. But we found out that there was a rich man that died. Jesus said he died and went to hell. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes and said, I'm tormented in the flame. So somebody got it wrong. Well, maybe they read it from another commentary or scholar or some other writing that said that, that there are no flames there. Well, there is death and hell will be cast into a lake of fire. And the Bible said this is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. Now, the message last week that we talked about was asked a, just a simple question, and that is what in hell do you want? It's a very simple question. What, what is it that, that occupies your time, your mind, and everything that, that, that will prevent you from committing your life to Christ? Well, I believe what well, the devil believes. Fallen angels believe in God. It doesn't make them a saint of God. It doesn't sanctify them. They left their first estate. And, and so today, we're, we're talking about at the end of the day. 
I want you to know today that the safest place is in the will of God. Those that were of the first resurrection were in a safe place. And that is the will of God. Now, Jeremiah talks about this. Jeremiah 30 and 7 says, Alas, for the day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. During this time, it is considered a time of Jacob's trouble, Israel's trouble, not your trouble, Gentile. It's not a troubling time of the Gentile, but it's a troubling time of Jacob. And if you've been father along on Tuesday nights, the Bible study, then you're aware that Daniel uh, was looking for an understanding of the condition that they were in. Why are we in captivity? What went wrong? What transpired? Now, he may have known some, but he wanted to know more. He was concerned about his lifestyle. You ought to be concerned about yours. You ought to search the scriptures. That's what Daniel did. They searched the scriptures, but not only them, but the prophets and others searched the scriptures. The, the disciples of Christ were in the scriptures searching it. They were looking for the time of his arrival. There are those today that are yet looking for the coming of the Lord. Aren't you? Are you looking? Are you walking with an expectation that that uh, that one day the, there's going to be a shout? And the dead in Christ is going to rise. The trump of God is going to sound, but it's only going to sound in the ears of those that are listening. The Bible tells us to watch and pray. Are you watching and are you praying? You ought to search the scripture. You should search the scripture, then go to the those that have titles. Mm -hmm. Ministers, evangelists, preachers, pastors, whatever you call yourself, whatever title they have. You ought to search the scriptures and then go to them and ask the question, ask for clarity. Now, the ministers are obligated. They have a responsibility. God didn't just call us into ministry for us to uh, sit on an elevated stage and to look out over an audience. And in actuality, all of us and the building is to be bowing down and worship, bow down and worship him. All of us are supposed to be doing that. All of us are supposed to be entering in the presence of the Lord. All of us have a responsibility. So the those that are setting up on the platform or stand behind the podium has a responsibility to lead you into clarity into his presence because they've already been in his presence i, I hope uh, my prayer is because i, I believe it is, is Mal, uh, malachi that uh that says that there's an obligation for them to sit at his feet and to feed from his lips 
Ephesians 4, 11, 13 says, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. So the, the ministers have responsibility to perfect the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So there's three things, perfection, the working of the ministry, and the edifying. So there's responsibility. So you should not be fearful to go to the minister and you don't have to always go to the pastor. Pastor, no, there are other, those that elders, deacons, we should be able to answer those questions. And if they can't, then they should go and get, and I'm not saying that they know it all. No one knows it all, but they should be able to search it out with you for a better understanding. When Daniel prayed, when Daniel was seeking the Lord and the, the Bible said that the Lord had dispatched the angel and said, from the time that you started seeking an understanding, I was dispatched to come to you to give you that understanding that you was looking for. That hasn't stopped. It's the same today. Well, God hasn't dispatched the angel. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Didn't, if you've been following along in Revelation, the Bible said, told John, John told, was told to write to the angel of the church. So there are angels all over the city right now, uh, some in, preparing to step in front of the podium, uh, others that are there right now. And so there are angels that have been dispatched. They got up and drove their forts and, and, other, and other vehicles to where they needed to go. Some live in Parsonage right next to the sanctuary. So they just walked over. Mighty God, they were dispatched because they've been in the presence of God and God gave them a word to give to his people. Go give it. They were dispatched. Go give them an understanding. Go perfect them. Go and help them come into the knowledge of the truth. The Lord freed Peter and John and said, go to the temple and tell the people about this life. Mighty God. It's not about the life of the movie star. Now I'm going to invite someone to come and tell you about. No, it's not about anyone. It's about Christ and him crucified. That is the main subject. And should be the main topic in the church. Till we all come into the unity. And the knowledge of the son of God. Unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the statue of the fullness. Christ. Psalms 86 and 11 verse says. Teach me thy way O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. I will praise thee, O Lord, my God, with all my heart, and, and I will give thy name uh, forevermore. I will glorify thy name forevermore. For great is thy mercy toward me. Thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. The psalmist's prayer is for a better understanding. And he makes a vow a commitment and he asked for reconciliation 
And he says, I'm going to praise you in exchange. And I'm going to give you all my heart in exchange. And I'm going to glorify your name in exchange. All because you opened up my understanding. I'm going to make this vow and I'm going to commit myself unto you. Contrary to what some believe, salvation and nurturing the relationship is something that we start doing this moment. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that is filled with benefits. This is the day that I can rejoice in and be glad. This is the day. Not yesterday is gone. Whatever happened yesterday is gone. Whether it is gone. But this is today. And tomorrow hasn't arrived yet. So what am I doing this day? I heard a very wise man say uh, that these two words are the saddest words in the human vocabulary. He said these two words, too late. You might miss the train. You might miss the, the yellow line, blue line, green line, whatever it's called in your area. You might miss the, the bus. You might miss the cart ride. You might miss a friend, uh, your, your uh, uh, Uber or something. Uh, that's fine. But you don't want to miss this. You don't want to hear it being said too late. Someone is waiting until the end of the day. Waiting to use that last breath. I'm going to live my life to the fullness. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to go where I want to go and when I want and how I want to do it. And then I'm going to use my last breath because the thief on the cross uh, was told today after he stole and was nailed to the cross. Today, you're going to be with me in paradise. I'm going to use that method. Uh, don't don't depend on that. You're not the thief on the cross. You don't know nothing about his convictions. You don't know anything about that individual. You're not them. That was on that side of the cross. We have crossed over. And so you're going to wait and use your last breath. Listen, let me let me tell you something. A Hail Mary. I'm not talking about Catholicism. A Hail Mary is good for a football game. It's good for football games and fools. Now, I'm not calling you a fool. I'm meaning there is a lack of understanding. I'm referring to this absurd action that I'm going to wait until my last breath. And as my breath is leaving my body, you know, as I'm laying there on that bed and I have no works. Remember the works. The Bible said the books were open and you're judged out of those works. You have no works. Luke 12 and 15. Leave that thief on the cross there. And, and the one that went into paradise, he went, uh, you're not him. This is you we're talking about. Luke 12, 15, begin at the 15. And Jesus said unto them, take heed and be aware of covetousness. People walking around 20, 22 on this first day of May, just as thirsty, I'm thirsty. You know, I, I notice now that there are more 
uh, match.com commercials about people meeting, you know, with it, with every 14 minutes a match is made or something like that, that they said, you know, and people are back on Tinder and doing all that stuff. And, and you know, and there's all kind of advertisements. Those advertisements were shut down during the, uh, the stay at home time. But now people are all thirsty, uh, you know, uh, so Jesus said that take heed and beware of covetousness for a man's life consists not of the abundance of things which he possesses. And he spake a parable unto them saying the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful and he thought within himself, what, what shall I do? I, I, I've made it. I've arrived. I've accomplished. Now, those that have, are recipients of that prayer and as God blesses you and stabilizes you even more and don't think you've arrived. That, that's not the glory. God is the glory. And, and so this rich man brought forth plentiful and he thought within himself, what shall we do? Because uh, he had no room. And so I'm going to I'm going to build me some more barns. I already got some barns, but I'm going to build some more barns and I'm going to build greater. But the Bible said and he, he sold he told to his soul. He was talking to himself. You know, we talk to ourselves sometimes. And I said, and I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease. Take it easy now. Kick back. Relax. Eat, drink, and be merry. Says nothing about giving God glory. But God said unto him, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be quiet of thee. Mighty God. He didn't have time to throw up a Hail Mary. He didn't have time to take a minute and, and try to get things in order. He couldn't call his accountant. He couldn't call his friend. He couldn't talk to anybody because at that moment, his soul was required. Jesus spoke about the cares of this life, getting caught up with things, popularity, stardom, fame, you know, we live in a star-stricken uh, nation where if the stars, if those that have a name that's published on TV, uh, you know, and, and stuff, that if they don't say it, then who should believe it? You know, but if they say it, we're going to believe it because it must be true. The devil is a liar and he was a liar from the beginning and he is the father of all liars. So if you are a liar, you know who your daddy is. All right. But if you want to change and be born again, then be baptized in Jesus name for the remission of sin. Come up walking in the newness of life. Take on the name of the Lord. Change. Mighty God. This man, like so many, didn't have a chance to throw up that desperate cry. A desperate cry at the end of the day doesn't save you. It can be considered a cry unheard. So why take that chance? You need more than a cry. You need a life to match that cry. The Bible said in Isaiah, the 38th chapter, in those days, Hezekiah was sick. He was so sick that he was going to die. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of, of Amos, 
came unto him and said unto him, thus said the Lord, set your house in order. Now I'm warning you to get things together. Get your affairs together. Your, your day is coming to an end and you're going to die. But Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord. He didn't get on Facebook as some do. Go, oh, I just went to the doctor and this is what the doctor diagnosed me. Uh, he didn't place it on Instagram or, or Twitter or TikTok. Then try to uh, get some fame in and try to get a bunch of emotional hits uh, from people that some that they knew and others they didn't know. People are looking to impress others. Let me let me say this again as if I instructed uh, my children as they was growing up, if you're going to impress anybody, impress God. Impress him. Uh, impress God on your job. Impress God. And I'm not talking about by holding, standing around at the coffee uh, pot or in the break room holding a conversation when you should be working. I'm talking about do your job as unto the Lord. And then when that conversation time does come, you'll have a bridge, you'll have an avenue to talk about the goodness of God. What can you ask God to remember today? Is there anything right now? If it was, if you were at the end of your day, remember uh, the safest place is in the will of God. Hezekiah was able to talk to God about being in his will. What do you have right now that you could ask God to remember? What do you have? Or are you one that's walking around and said, I remember why I went to Sunday school. But you haven't been back to Sunday school in how long? Uh, I used to go to church. But you haven't been to church in how long because other things have now occupied your time and space. And, you know, those things are now. Well, that's not my God. I don't know. Ask God. What can you remind God of? Can you say, Lord, we we have good fellowship or are you going to say we had? Can you say, Lord, I'm, I chased after you and I'm still chasing after you at, in this moment or has that come to a a, a, a slow crawl or, or is it now couched uh, can you say I found you I've kept the faith with a perfect heart I've done all that was good in your sight my conscience is clear thank you Jesus I have a clear conscience. You should be able to say, I have a clear conscience. Not because you're neglecting or denying anything, but you are living a life that is acceptable unto the Lord. Oh, mighty God. I'm living a life that is acceptable to him. I'm looking in his word. The books were open. At the end of the day, the books will be open. Well, right now, within my day, within your day, open the book. 
huh, bless your Lord. Open the book and get an understanding of what and who God is and how do I line up with his word? How do I get into that safe place? Mighty God. So at the end of the day, I hear his voice say, well done. Good and faithful servant. Can you say I have a clean and clear conscience? Well, the Bible says, and I saw the uh, thrones and they that sat on them and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, which had not worshiped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hand. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. A throne represents power. It is the seat of honor as well as judgment. We're not just going to walk up there, walk up to a seat and, and take. No, those seats have are assigned. It's appointed. It's ordained by God. Those that sat on the thrones had something in common with Romans 12, 1 and 2. Paul said, I beseech you, brethren, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. One, present you do it. You present your body a living sacrifice. Two, it must be holy. Three, it has to be acceptable unto God. You cannot say it's acceptable unless you're doing it according to his word, where his word says this is acceptable. We go to work, we go to our jobs, and we look at the dynamics and what's required to, to fulfill the responsibility, what's required of us from eight to four o'clock on that job, and we meet those obligations. What about when it comes to God? Do we look at what the obligations are? Do we look at what God wants and do it? He said, this is your reasonable service. This is the minimum that we should be doing. Five, and be not conformed to this world. Well, if I'm going to line up with the word of God, if I'm going to be in that safe place, then I cannot conform to this world. I can't be walking around trying to be like the big girls, you know, um, I'm trying not to call no names, but y'all know who I'm talking about, you know, bouncing around and, and you know, and uh, all this kind of stuff and, and flying it every place. Now you flaunt that at home to your husband. It, you know, you, you can't be trying to be like uh, some of the cowboy singers, you know, uh, and, and, and mm. right, let me go on here. Let me go. On. Let me go on. Mighty God, bless your name, Jesus. But be ye transformed, six, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Seven, that ye may prove what is that good, seven, eight, and acceptable, nine, and perfect will of God. My, my time is up. I, I don't went over my time. And we're talking about the remnant of Israel here. Those that was beheaded for 
are those that was also sealed during the tribulation period that you read about the 144,000 that you read about as I read in Jeremiah 30 and 7th verse that the time of Jacob trouble and the remnant that would be saved. Now the saints in the dispensation uh, understand we are saints in the dispensation of grace. We were caught up earlier to receive rewards as you read about in the first part of John's vision. Now, the Bible is clear on this. Romans 11, the 11th chapter. Thou will say then, by the 19th verse, the branches which are broken off that I might be grafted in. This is how we receive the salvation. God made up, God told Abraham, he said, all the nations are going to be blessed because of you. Your seed is going to spread. Well, Abraham God took a Gentile. God took an unknown. And out of that unknown, out of, from the, uh, the, that individual. And pulled a nation out of him. The children of Israel. And made them a nation. And then we were grafted in. The branches were broken off that we might be grafted in. 20th verse. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. And thou standest by faith. So see, they were broken off and we came in through faith. Be not high-minded. Don't talk about the Jews. We don't entertain that stuff. Don't be high-minded, but fear. And they also, if they abide not, still in unbelief, shall be grafted in when, the, when they believe, when they accept Christ, they will be grafted in. And that's what we're reading about. They've been grafted in and they refused the enemy and they died for it. For God is able to graft them in again. For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery. Least ye should be wise in your own conceit. That blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles came in, which is known as the dispensation of grace. The saints of this dispensation are sealed just like they were sealed in Ezekiel. And the Lord said unto him, go through the midst of the city and through the, uh, the midst of Jerusalem and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. So what Israel was in captivity and they were cutting up and they were, they were still trying to hold on to be like others, other nations, other people and to sin and to have other gods and you know, well, it's okay, you know, call on the gods that you believe in. That's not what sovereign God is saying. And that's not what I'm saying. Call on the true and living God. He's given us a name that is above every name and that name is Jesus. There were those that cried out and when the Lord sent his servants uh, down to chasten Israel, he said, put a mark, put a seal upon those that are crying out against the abominations, those that was, had taken a stand. Well, there were those in the tribulation 
those that are will be in the tribulation that will take a stand. We'll, we'll meet them later as they, when, when the Lord, during, the, during the, the millennium, we'll meet them later, you know. But for those, the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on him, that fled. The earth is not going to be, the people are not going to be able to stand it. The books were open. I'm not talking about the book of Ray DeLeo, or I'm not talking about Mooney Press, or Tillich, or Billy, or, or, or T, whoever, you know, whatever those initials fit. I'm not even talking about Carl, I'm talking about the word of God. His books were open. God's not going to open none of the theologian books. He's not going to open any of the, 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 the Sunday school lessons that I've written. He's not going to open up those things. He, he's going to open up his word because his word is not tainted. And his word, the Bible says his name, his word is held above his name. We know at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he's Lord. Well, let me tell you, and it's not written like this, but if every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord, what do you think is gonna happen when his word is open and people are judged from the word that has been written? He said, heaven and earth will pass away but not one part of his word is gonna fall short. The sea gave up the dead which were in it. Death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. Do you want to find your name written in the book of life? This is that day. We're not waiting to the end of time to, to get ready. No, we're getting, we're in preparation right now. I'm preparing. You need to be prepared. We all need to be prepared for what is coming. We're, we're looking at the signs of the time. People are signing up for the Ukraine military, thinking they're doing, they're going to uh, go and, and, and die for a good cause, but they're unprepared. Transitioning from time into eternity is preparation. It's not something that we do haphazardly and think that, oh, I'm a good person because I, I sacrifice. No, listen. You need to do what God said do. Well, well, Pastor Carl, uh, you know, that's, that's you saying that. No. I'm repeating what the word of God says. That repentance 
and remission of sin should be preached in his name. That's how we get ready. If you've not repented of sin, and I'm not talking about just using the word repentance, I mean change, turn from unrighteousness and do what's right. I did it, that's why I'm standing here today. There's no fakeness, there's no show. My family and friends, there's many witnesses. I know where God has brought me from and I am thrilled. I can stand here today and talk about a clear conscience. I know what it has taken. I know what it means to live a sanctified life. I know what it means to look in the mirror and forget about, <laughs> you know, your pride of, well, I'm a man, you know, and because you may have spent time pumping iron, you know, back in the 80s and stuff, lifting weights today. Maybe you spent some time as an athlete, you know, you felt that you was a, your friends pump you up, made you feel like you was a man's man or a woman's woman. You felt that you was Casanova kid or whatever that, all of that stuff, whether it's male or female, none of that matters. What matters is the life that you live unto the Lord. What matters is what you do right now. You don't want to come to the end of the day and the Lord say, say, you, you, your today your soul is required of you. Let me let me share this with you. A couple of years ago, I was in the hospital. I wasn't feeling well. Drove myself to the hospital and rushed me immediately into the operating, not the operating room, into the emergency room. They couldn't bring down my blood pressure. They, they didn't know what was wrong with me. The doctor said, we don't know. Now, I know I hadn't. I couldn't figure it out either. But they couldn't make anything work. They took me and did all kind of tests, checked my heart, no clogged arteries in my neck. My heart was fine, x-rays, I saw the x-rays, I saw the, the technical machines and my heart pumping, I saw visuals of all of that stuff. But there was a time where they took me to do a stress test and I sat in a chair and, and I was waiting and I told them that's that I, I was feeling something a little off. And at that moment, that's, that was it. I lost consciousness of everything. My blood pressure had dropped to the point of me dying. There was nothing I could do in that instance. Everything happened so quickly. No words I could utter. Nothing. There was no thought that I was having in that moment. My mind was already on the Lord. But in that instance, there was no control. There was no self-control. You have control right now. 
over decisions that you make. But in that moment, you don't have a control over anything. The decision has already been made. It's made by what you've done and what you're doing. They rushed me out of that remote part of the hospital and was running down the, the room and, and in running, I was revived. I came completely back to where I was and they couldn't explain it. I knew that was only the Lord. So I, I share that with you to say preparedness. My vow became even more stronger. And as I prayed and Lord, what is it that you would want me to do? I'm here to do it. Lord, what is it that I'm not doing that you desire of me to do? Maybe that's the question for some today. You've been in church for a while. You, but ask the Lord, what is it that you that he wants you to do right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your word. You think we thank you for this time of exhortation, Lord God. And Lord Jesus, I pray and ask that you have blessed the hearts of those that have been listening. Lord God. You know the question and the cares that or the concern is about our soul salvation right now. Lord God, that we walk with a clear conscience, knowing that we are in your will, that we're doing all that you have called us to do. Lord God, and, and doing it the way you want it to be done. Lord, we bless your Savior. Lord God, and we just ask that you would help us, Lord Jesus, so that we're found pleasing in your sight. Lord, if there's any out of the ark of safety, ask that you would draw them in right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we're going to be careful to give you the praise. We're going to be careful to give you glory in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We honor you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, those that are looking for a church home, if you're in the Pomona area, stop in, 524 East Pasadena Street. If you're not in the Pomona area, I want to encourage you to find a truth, uh, a, a place of truth and power near you, and be faithful. Be committed unto the Lord. Continue to pray for us as we're praying for you. Lord, say the same. Be back on Tuesday night in the word of God to, you know, his will is the safest place to be. Get in his will. Lead your, lead your children. Gentlemen, lead your sons and daughters into the will of God. lead your household don't browbeat nobody don't beat nobody with the word of God just just be the example just be the example just love them be the understanding be that pillar that they need you to be and watch what God do 
Continue to pray for us as we're praying for you again in Jesus' name. Joining with us on Tuesday at 7 p.m. God bless you. God bless you. Grace of God, receive communion of the Holy Ghost, rest from the mind, and forth now and forevermore.